1: Or do you really know what you're talking about? This is your choice, and when you said what it was going to be, I had vague recollections of it. Yeah. But this is really weird that as soon as I started to watch it, I had forgotten that I remembered it. If oh, you really? see what I mean. So
0: you remembered it as you were
1: watching it? As it unfolded, it's like, yeah. oh, I remember this bit, I remember this, and I don't know why, because I only watched it the once.
0: How bizarre. I remember watching it the first time, but it must have been one of them when I was doing something else or. Because I didn't remember much about it, um, other than I vaguely thought it was okay, and then re-watched it. And it was like,
1: a lot of it was like,
0: oh, I vaguely remember that, but what? What? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, lot of sense.
1: watching it, knowing that it's a Neil Gaiman script, yeah. it's very Neil Gaiman.
0: It's very obvious, yeah. Ev- everyone is just, they haven't got names, they've got titles, which is what he always does. It's very, very Neil Gaiman
1: um, in structure. All um, dreamlike, yeah. you know, eccentric characters. I think,
0: I think your enjoyment of this one depends on your, your appreciation of Neil Gaiman's writing. Myself, I'm, I'm not a big fan.
1: See, I've only read his yeah. comic work. I've yeah. never read his books. Have you read his books? Uh, I've I read
0: American Gods, which I, I preferred the book to the TV show. TV show was all right, but I preferred the book to that. Um, and what was the one he did set in the underground? I can't even remember what it was called, but mm. it's like this netherworld and everyone's got the name of train stations and a, And a, I didn't really enjoy that much. I think his stuff with um, like, Good Omens with Terry Pratchett, excellent stuff, but I don't know how much of that is. Terry Pratchett is a great structural story writer mm. and I don't think Neil Gaiman is. Neil Gaiman writes more
1: ideas.
0: Like in yeah. this, there's some really, some really interesting ideas, but they do nothing with it.
1: Or they glossed over really, really quickly. Yeah, really fast,
0: yeah. the timelines are dead. Yes, let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, you know, like the idea of a a sentient planet outside the universe that eats time energy. It's like, oh, this could have been really good. It's not nothing. It's almost a throwaway
1: line, isn't it? I know
0: it was a very, very, very troubled production history on this one, wasn't it? Um, It was meant to be for Tenant. Yeah. And it kept getting pushed back and then while they were making it, they kept ringing up Neil Gaiman saying, can you write that out? We can't afford it.
1: The, the, yeah. This has suffered due to budget and yes. restraints, absolutely. I've got a couple of yeah. snippets of behind the scenes yeah, about it, that.
0: And it shows, doesn't it? You watch it and it's it's full of big ideas, but no money to do anything with them.
1: I mean, really, this could yeah. Uh, yeah. If you had the budget, you could have turned this into a movie. This you know? yeah,
0: this this would have been a great Doctor Who movie.
1: The whole going into the bowels yeah. of the TARDIS and and creating another TARDIS yeah. instead of like bish bash bosh done in two minutes, you know. Yeah,
0: but it's like even when when they're doing that and they go, uh, I'll send them to one of the older control rooms. And I remember when it was first done. Thought, oh, I wonder which one we're going to get. Of course, we get the one that was at the Doctor Who exhibition.
1: Yeah, because and they, they didn't have any there. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. when
0: you end up filming in a Doctor Who exhibition you know that things are going badly don't
1: you Yeah. alright let's crack on, let's get yes. in and off we go whatever happens at least we're together and we're in the TARDIS so we're safe yeah you're half right,
0: I mean you are in the TARDIS what a great adventure I should have done this half
1: a million years ago so Amy, Rory why shouldn't I just kill you now corridors I have corridors, so much to learn about
0: my new home. But you haven't answered my question, children. Uh. question? You remember? Tell me why I shouldn't just kill you both now.
1: Well, because... Rory, why? Because...
0: killing us quickly wouldn't be any fun. And you need fun, don't you? That's what auntie and Uncle were for, wasn't it? Someone to make suffer. I had a PE teacher just like you. You need to be
1: entertained. And killing us quickly wouldn't be entertainment. So entertain me. Run. And, um, yeah, this junkyard thing, we don't really know what's going on at that moment. I had completely forgotten you got that rubbish woman from the Star Wars sequels. She's terrible in the Star Wars sequels. She's awful. She is the one who has to deliver the line to Poe Dameron that Princess Leia's dead. And she yeah. cocks it right up. She's bloody annoying, that woman. But isn't she the one
0: they said, um, we're going to finally have a lesbian... Yeah, scene, and it's her and someone else that you've never met before never met, in the it,
1: background. Who gives a damn? Yeah, you know?
0: So, yeah, she's. Not, I've never really liked her as an actress.
1: No, I mean she um, suits this because you know they're all eccentrics, you know, and yes. therefore if she's not acting properly, you, you you can say, well, that's good acting for you. She's being yeah, eccentric. She's being
0: eccentric. And by God, aren't these characters eccentric except when it's needed? Mm. With our main. Uh, our main villain could have done with a touch of the eccentrics.
1: Yeah, um, yeah.
0: I quite like uh, the guy playing Uncle.
1: That's happening because you like his uniform.
0: Yeah, I thought, oh, that's a nice uniform. I, I think he's playing it just the right side of of silliness, but yeah, I quite like him, and there's a bit of a presence about him. Uh, but yeah, we we, I don't. This first scene's like you're going what what mm. what? Yeah, because they're, you know, th- those two are taking. Um, who would like Idris. To
1: to be Idris. Idris. Yeah. I just think of Elba when I hear yeah. Idris.
0: Well, I bet they wish they could have had Idris Elba in it.
1: What? As, a, as the as Doctor's the As
0: the Well, why not? <laughs> um, but you. but yeah, it's like, what, what the hell is going on? I don't understand what's going on. I mean, they do sort of vaguely explain... Um, what's happening but it doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Mm. Nephew nephew is an ood isn't he? Yes, he was meant to be something else wasn't he? Yeah, there was meant they were yeah. meant to create a brand new alien but they couldn't afford it. So yeah. again out of the exhibition they just roll out an, a, an old ood costume. But
0: it doesn't make any sense because you've got uh auntie and uncle who are like made up out of bits of other species and they're a right mishmash. And then you got an ood in a pristine near yeah. you suit. It's like, well, well, at least put him in rags or something.
1: See, I don't understand, you know, how this riff thing works. Because, you know, I mean, presumably the Ood was in a spaceship. Presumably, you know, the bits that make up, you know, Uncle and Auntie were in spaceships, although quite why they're dressed, as if they're from like you know the 18th century. I, I I don't
0: know. I don't know. I well, I you know fully why, don't you? Because there was no budget, and they would, mm-hmm. probably went into the BBC store cupboard and used whatever was there. This is um, this is the equivalent of Gambit, isn't it? In Blake Seven. Yeah. Like, what have we got, lads? What have we got? We we'll just use that. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't really understand the plot that much, but my understand my understanding of it is that uh, this planetoid that's outside of the universe in some way, shape or form. I don't know how that works. Um, it lures spaceships in because it it feeds off art and energy. But the crew are then used to repair the, uh, the house's plaything, which is uh, auntie, uncle, and nephew. But the ood hasn't been repaired. No. It's like the others have got like different arms. Now. and And I think the designers have taken it Going, oh, okay. So, so he uses bits of the crash spaceship crew to repair and keep going his playthings. But if you if you put someone's arm on someone, you wouldn't put
1: their sleeve as well. No. There's no reason for their clothes to be. It's all a bit mix silly. Mix and match. But it's who, a bit silly. Yeah. Yeah. Who does all the operations? Who does all this medical
0: work? I don't know. I'm because because you never you don't get the feeling that House
1: does it. House is just a voice. Yeah. He's a talking asteroid.
0: Yeah, so I don't I don't know. Unless perhaps auntie or your uncle were cyber surgeons or something.
1: They didn't seem to be, you no. know. It's not exactly brain amorbius, is it?
0: No, no, it's not quite in the same league as that. Mm. Um and then we get uh, another Slightly overacted TARDIS scene, don't we, to introduce?
1: I don't like that console room. I'd forgotten just just how daft that console room is, and yeah, lots of overacting. Yeah, Um, yeah. Some I vaguely remember this thing. They know that he's going to die in 200 years' time, but you know that's relative to them, of course. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's lots
0: of lots of arcs going on in this season that I'd forgotten completely. Yeah. That we keep getting references to, which just becomes annoying. Um, and this idea again of the the, the Time Lord, because because in, um, in the War Games the, t- the Doctor forms a cube with this with some you know black bits of plastic. But that was more it creates something that you could talk to Time Lords through. Yes. Rather than it becomes something that f- goes about the universe physically to try and find who it's been. Aimed for it's like I don't know. Is it, it it feels like it's a sci-fi version of Harry Potter's owl.
1: Yeah, yeah. This this little tiny glowing box yeah. has travelled across the galaxy to find the TARDIS. Presumably, yes. it can travel through time as it well. It
0: must be able to. Yeah, it's a Time Lord. Uh, basically, a, a cry of help, and it? it's, it's supposedly if a Time Lord gets uh, really in danger, they can send this off, and it will go and find another Time Lord. Um, and the doctor's really excited because this is a, a, a cry for help from somewhere called someone called the Corsair. Yes, who had never been mentioned before, but is one of the doctor's heroes again.
1: Yes, who, whenever he or she regenerates, has yes. a uh, a snake tattoo. That's going to yeah. be relevant later, isn't yeah, it? it
0: Matt Smith might as well have looked directly into camera and said, <laughs> yeah. "Write that down." <laughs> you yeah. got that,
1: did you? Did you get that?
0: Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. very ham-fisted. Um, and
1: this, this is the first absolute first confirmation, you know, in dialogue in the show that yeah, yeah, you can change gender when you regenerate. Yes,
0: yeah. This is this is obviously setting up things to come. In it, yeah, the Doctor says the course says was well, like a wonderful chap or. Lady, or he's been both, and and it's like, oh, is this going to be a throwaway line or is this going to come back to haunt us?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand the science, Neil, of how you can leave the universe and be um, in a little bubble universe all by itself.
0: Well, it, it even, obviously, none of the people, Neil Gaiman, the producers, the actors, don't understand this because the doctor throws out a couple of versions, and Amy says, Oh, is it like a you know, a bubble on the Another bubble, and he is that right? And he goes, "That's really clever." No, it's totally wrong, but uh, yeah, it's just hand waved over that that somehow you can leave the universe.
1: He says the universe yeah. is like a plugger when we've gone through. Yeah, mm. doesn't make a lot of sense. No, um, but yeah, they
0: they the doctor goes through this. I don't. I don't know how he got there. I don't know how he gets there.
1: It's but, a portal, I yeah. suppose.
0: Well, he says it's. Um, it's like the no. It's the most complicated thing, the dangerous thing. But he just flicks a switch. It's like is there a switch on the TARDIS for leave the universe?
1: Because he's never been there before. He says, "I've never no. been here before." And as soon as they arrive, all the power goes in the TARDIS. Yes, uh, because the Matrix stroke soul of the TARDIS yeah. has vanished.
0: Yeah, the TARDIS has got a
1: soul now. Evidently,
0: <coughs> oh, it's had some assholes in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's now got a
0: soul. Um, yeah, so the doc, the, the, all the energy's gone, but the doctor says, "Oh, it should just, it should just build up energy again." Uh, he's very cavalier about it. Yeah, you know. Do you remember the um, the uh, Cyberman one where they go to the Cyber Universe and the TARDIS is run down and the Doctor's distraught? It's mm. like the ta- once the t- energy's gone at the TARDIS, it's gone forever. We can't ever do anything near It's like uh, the batteries are flat. They'll recharge.
1: Yeah. Mm. Very cavalier, um, yeah, and and yeah, this the soul of the TARDIS goes yes. into Idris,
0: yes, because just as they were landing, uh, I think House was draining the soul out of Idris, some such, but yeah, so so the soul goes into her. No one really knows, um, and it's really weird that Neil Gaiman says that. Uh, this was the big mystery that people wouldn't know that this was... But they blow it straight away, don't they? It's yeah. like anyone watching goes, oh, she's the TARDIS now, is she? Yeah.
1: There's no Presumably, mystery involved. No, Idris must be a passenger off of a crashed spaceship. Yeah, I think She's so, landed yeah. there, and sh- and, and yeah. they're going to drain her brain and then chop yep. her up for parts. Yeah, use for, her for, for her parts. So she's dead. Idris
0: is dead, isn't she?
1: Yeah, but but if she's a passenger on a spaceship, why is she dressed like she's from the 19th century? Uh, uh budget <laughs> yeah i don't
0: know <laughs> i suppose you could say that you don't know aliens might wear different clothes and that but this yeah every, everything's aimed at, at this sort of cheapness and, and neil gaiman-esque thing and it's like in in a lot of his shows the characters will dress up in wacky and weird but always earth-centric yeah you know, even, it's just very, very uh, unimaginative.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is made on the cheap, but I do like yeah. that shot of the spaceship graveyard.
0: Yeah, there's, some, there's a couple of really nice shots of that graveyard. And um, they look like pretty good CG.
1: Yeah, no, no, um, that's really good. That's yeah. what we should have had in Brain Amorbius Morbius, rather yeah, than what we yeah. did see. Um, yeah, rather than a few, uh,
0: <laughs> a few boxes in the background of the yeah. studio.
1: Well, it's spoilt somewhat by a box being there. There's a bloody washing machine just off to one side. Oh, I didn't you know, notice that. Oh, part hi. of the space yeah. junk, it's a, it's a regular washing machine. That's a bit cheap, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So Idris turns up, stops babbling in the doctor's face, trying to yeah. snog him, trying to bite him. All this, uh, all this business. Yeah, um, she's
0: um. If you, if I imagine the script in the script notes, it was said she acts kooky. Yeah. She's yeah. This wacky, is very is. Own, so yeah wacky. Yeah. Oh, she's a wacky character. Yeah, yeah she tries to buy him. and we've him. seen
1: it too much. I'm yeah. just, no, I'm, I'm not interested. I'm really not. Um, the doctor thinks there's lots of Time Lords nearby. Yeah,
0: yeah um, he can detect that there's lots of Time Lords, and it, you know, he, he can hear them. Um, so he's really excited. I can't remember at this point in the show. Had Gallifrey come back? Did the Doctor still think he was the only Time Lord? Yeah, okay.
1: he, sa- he says, I've killed them. I've killed all the oh, Time right. Lords. He's still got all that guilt, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, and that's when we find out that House is the asteroid. It's sentient, yep. can talk. It's like hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Yes, but it's a living being, this asteroid. How do, they, how do these asteroids reproduce, then? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Very carefully, I would imagine. Um, and somehow yeah. it, it it pulls things through from the rift, and has has lured many many tardises through. Yes.
0: Well, it it it, just, it needs energy, and it found out somehow, randomly at a tardis, I suppose, that uh, T- time lord craft have the best artron energy on it. So it decided to just lure all of the time. I mean, it really makes the time lords out to be thick as bricks, doesn't it? That they one after the other would come.
1: Well, presumably he's done what he's done with the Doctor. He sends out yeah. one of these little email boxes out to a a, a uh, Time Lord.
0: It doesn't quite fit with our knowledge of the Time Lords that the Doctor's uh, an outsider that normal Time Lords don't get involved. Mm. So what? Yeah, but all of these all these rogue Time Lords come, and the Doctor finds a cupboard with. Uh, all of the cubes still in there. I mean, why? Why keep them?
1: Yeah, because they're babbling away still, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> yeah, and the doctor realises that
0: all the Time Lords are dead, and he's actually on his own. It's so like you thought that at the beginning of the episode. So what's the shock?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that's when we find out that Uncle and Auntie are, are these patchwork people. Yes. Um, and auntie just so happens to have the left arm of that Time Lord yeah. with the snake tattoo out of all the bits un- unless he had you know a snake tattoo on every limb every, yeah. and every part of his body
0: yeah it's really lucky that isn't it the only bit that's well doesn't you say she had his arm and one leg and uncle had his kidneys or something yeah
1: yeah. that's a weird spine thing think I think it's his spine. spine He's got his. It, spine. Yeah. Who who's doing these bloody operations I don't know don't look very hygienic there does it no, I I don't think so. and because
0: we don't, we never seem to find out that uh, House has got any sort of godlike powers. No. You know, because when when he takes over the TARDIS, he's he can u- use images and things like that, but he, he can't he can't just stab Amy and Rory. So what? Yeah, how if it's him doing the the uh, operations? How is he doing it? Yeah. yeah. Um, the do- yeah, the Doctor realizes. Uh, That house, this house creature wants the TARDIS. So he sends Amy and Rory back. He's already sent them there because he
1: thinks he's going to meet Time Lords. So he's sent them back on the pretext of get my uh, Sonic Sonic, Screwdriver and then locks it so they can't get out. Unfortunately, they're now trapped inside. Yes. Um, And it's at that point he goes to see Idris and we find out that, yes, she is indeed the TARDIS. Yes. And. All of this bit is very Tim Burton to me, you know, the way it's lit, the way it's shot, the, way she the looks, music, yeah. the way she looks. She is doing a Helena Bonham, isn't yes, she? She 100%, absolutely yeah. is doing a Helena Bonham. Yeah. If
0: they could have afforded it, they would have had Helena Bonham kind of doing it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very
0: much so. Isn't it handy as well though that the one time that an alien presence takes over the TARDIS and would have destroyed the TARDIS's intelligence? And it lucky that just before that the TARDIS intelligence was transferred to a different body. It was lucky, well, isn't it? it
1: he really ejected is. it, didn't he? Because he wants to eat the TARDIS. Yeah. So so it's ejected yeah, and as you say, luckily goes into that body. Yeah. Um so yeah, Amy and Rory are trapped yeah. in the TARDIS with a quite chatty house. Yes.
0: Who I mean I love Michael Sheen. He I think he's one of the funniest guys and a great actor. Um he's really phoning this in. It could, know, be, it anyone
1: was, it that, could be anyone doing it. It could be anyone.
0: I yeah, the fir- the first time round I didn't realise it was Martin Sheen until the end credits. I was like, What what a waste I mean this guy does so many wonderful characters <coughs> can do so much emoting and they have him play it as if it's, you know, just being read. Yeah. Um very, very disappointing performance from him. But yeah, he's he's basically doing the standard soft-spoken villain. Yeah. Um, you know, threatening them, and of course he's
1: a psychopath, so he wants to torment them first. Can't yes. just kill them. Go on, got start to running. Them, he goes. Make them yeah. scared. Yeah. yeah. While this is happening, we've got the whole um, sexy. Talk. Oh God! Yeah. Yeah, we get the...
0: the t- she's convinced the Doctor that she's the TARDIS and uh, and we get that thing where he, she goes, uh, I know what you call me. He goes, what? And she goes, you call me... And you're expecting her to say TARDIS. She goes, sexy. And it's like, why would the Doctor call the Can TARDIS sexy? Can you see sexy? William Hartnell calling you the TARDIS sexy? Mm-hmm. Fast return, Fritch. How sexy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Pertwee called her old girl.
1: Yeah. Well, there's reference to that yeah. near the end, isn't there? Yeah. You know.
0: Um yeah, I can't see Pertwee getting sexy with the TARDIS, getting jiggy with it. No. Um this whole this whole fixation on New Who that everyone's got to fancy the doctor, including the TARDIS.
1: Now. He's so sexy, yes, even a yeah. blue police box yeah. fancies him. Yeah. <sighs> Just for God's sake. I mean,
0: is this is this like some version of Mary Sue writing where the the showrunners are either desperate to be loved or... Well, it seems to be on? contagious
1: because Neil yeah. Gaiman's got it as well, hasn't yeah. he?
0: Well, um, evidently, Neil Gaiman got, to a define, got so fed up doing rewrites that he then turned it over to Stephen Moffat to ah. do a rewrite. And Stephen Moffat rewrote a lot of it.
1: There you go. There's yeah. the answer. So I imagine this bit is pure Stephen Moffat. Oh, man. I can see him... At his typewriter, tapping yeah. away with one hand, and he's got his bag of tissues with the other hand. You yeah. Know? Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, dear. Oh, dear. He's
0: probably the only person that, you know, probably gets off watching Doctor
1: Who. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think of the idea? I mean, that, when the Doctor realises they're actually in a TARDIS junkyard, and you yeah. the, the inference is some of the things they're looking at are TARDISes, and they are the size of spaceships. Yes, um, do you like that idea that you can have a spaceship that is actually a TARDIS?
0: I suppose, technically, the outside of the TARDIS, the bit you see, is a different dimension to the inside. So it could be anything. Hmm. But then isn't it meant to blend in with its surroundings and be inconspicuous?
1: Maybe it's still working. Massive... That's a chameleon circuit. Yeah. And it's just resembling a crashed spaceship. There.
0: Yeah, I, I much prefer my uh, my TARDISes to be sort of lower key, like the... the games TARDIS is where they're just boxes you don't it spoils a mystique to see a just a, a bog standard spaceship yes yeah. the TARDIS yes yeah. Um, yeah we we get where the, uh, Idris goes this is a junkyard the doctor goes this isn't just a junkyard this is a TARDIS junkyard because um, because house has just dumped all the Tardises. he's at the energy out of and uh, into this one spot. And this, of course, was because one of the shoehorned elements was uh, there was a Blue Peter competition.
1: Well, yep, there you yeah, go.
0: To design a new TARDIS console, which I think was possibly a misleading competition in that I imagine they thought they were designing a TARDIS console to be used in the TARDIS, not a piece of junk that the Doctor makes. I mean... What sort of message is that? So you've spent, you're a little kid, you spent all your effort designing a lovely TARDIS and Stephen Moffat comes along and goes, brilliant, we'll tell people it's made out of junk.
1: Yeah, and it's never seen again.
0: Yeah, never seen again. Although they did do a toy of it, I think that was part of the condition. Yeah, there was an action play set of this TARDIS console, which, I mean, I'm not going to run it down, it was designed by a kid. Yeah. But you know, don't they
1: build that fast? I mean, I mean, oh, Idris yeah. has got about eighteen minutes to live. Yes, and and you know, we're, we're within minutes, he he's pulled it all together yeah. and built this whole bloody console. It's enough. Um, send mixed messages, don't it? Because they're
0: saying, no, no, a TARDIS isn't just a machine. It's got a soul, and mm-hmm. it's more of a living being. Oh, I can knock one up in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, it really sort of kills anything anything interesting going on yeah um, yeah and we sort of we're stuck there with the doctor then
1: building this stupid thing for feels like ages yeah but we we keep intercutting with the whole yes. chase down the corridors with amy the and scooby sequence yeah i do like the way the corridors have the roundels yeah the them. corridors
0: look all right they obviously only built one and they keep re, re uh, setting it but yeah, I think the I prefer this in TARDIS interior stuff to that other one we watched where they were running about the TARDIS. Yeah.
1: the the <coughs> one with um, um, Clara. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. This this feels more like what a TARDIS should be. But uh, yeah, um, House is basically getting his uh, getting his jollies by tormenting them. So things like open lift shafts and
1: and showing them images of. Like a, a super-aged Rory. Yeah, but how is he doing this? He's, he's just a sentient asteroid. How can he mess with their minds? Well, the,
0: the TARDIS has telepathic circuits, don't uh, it? So
1: yeah, but yeah, but the TARDIS has been that. removed. The TARDIS is in yeah, that woman. It
0: doesn't uh, make a lot of sense, to be fair. He is an asteroid. Um, but he's That's also... He, he he wants them to be his new auntie and uncle, because auntie and uncle, by the way, oh, they died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just died. We're, we're bored with them. Um... And he wants Amy and Rory to be his new playthings, but then he also sends nephew to kill him. Yes. And so so we got this Ood wandering about, and I suppose it depends, again, how well you'll receive this, is how scary do you think the Ood are? Not at all. No, I don't think they are very good design, I've never really liked
1: them. I just fancy some spaghetti (laughs) every time I look at one of them.
0: Yeah, just knock their ball out of their hand they'll be... Yes. Yeah. um So yeah. So we get interminable shots of of running up and down TARDIS corridors and <laughs> uh more character stuff with you know Amy and Rory with Rory still sort of harping on that he's uh, uh he waited for so long because he's an Auton at this point, isn't
1: he? Yes. Yeah. He says I've yeah. waited two thousand years. And now you maybe wait even longer, sort of thing.
0: Yeah. I think it would have been great if they'd have kept him as an Auton that he's got a hand weapon and everything that would have been interesting yeah but no he's just for some reason he's yeah he's just he waited a long time for Amy and now she's made him wait again in her mind yeah um, it's uh it's okay yeah it's you know they're good actors I can watch him doing most things it's just it's like the plots run out at this
1: point. Yeah, yeah. Usually, that the high high point of a story. Yeah. but you know, they're barely in it, and it's not memorable, is it?
0: No, I think I think we've hit the first the first time we've hit a Matt Smith episode <laughs> where the TARDIS crew haven't saved the episode. No, I think they're they're struggling with it. Yeah, um, annoyingly, I read a quote from uh, Neil Gaiman or Stephen Moffat, one of the. One of the people involved, where they said that they wanted to do a uh, an episode set mainly on the TARDIS, because that had never been done in the series run. What? And it's like what, you, what? What
1: are you talking about?
0: Yeah, it's just it's like talk about running down the past.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're talking been, about the past, yeah. they get to this auxiliary control yes, room, yeah. which, as you say, they didn't have the budget, so they just rope in the exhibit one. Neil Gaiman had it in the script that it was going to be a console from the original run. Classic. So. That would have been brilliant. Yeah,
0: that would have been a great uh, thing to do. But I they couldn't, couldn't have afford saved it. This episode, yeah, couldn't afford it. Couldn't oh,
1: can afford you to imagine knock up if, a if they go in there and they're in a, a John Pertwee? One. Yeah,
0: that would have been great. Yeah, I wish they'd have done it. I honestly thought they were going to when they mention it, because they make a big thing, don't they? The Doctor says. Uh, um, there's no the because yeah, to to get here it he jets and half of the TARDIS again mm. to to get the energy to get into things. So and he's he can't send them to the main console room because House is living there. Um so he says, Oh, it will reconstitute an old console room with mm. and I hate this, with a new wallpaper. Mm. It's like oh. that
1: dates things, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, Christ, do you remember that? Um, yeah a different theme it's like really don't don't ever describe the TARDIS in current things no. it would be like John Pertwee going, you know i i'm changing the valves or something yes
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You know. i i I'm, what would have been nice is if they went in there and they and they recreated william hartnell's oh, and, you know would have been good. and Rory goes in he goes, why is there a hat stand over there yeah you know, just a little line like that. You or, know.
0: yeah, you go in and go, oh, so the lights do work,
1: <laughs> you know. Um, why is the console but, yeah. light
0: green? Yeah, it's a lovely shade of mint green. Um, but, yeah, it's just the, the uh, Eccleston TARDIS, isn't it? Yeah. Like I say, is, you could, in the exhibition, you could go into it, and that was quite good. Um, but, yeah, so so they go there, and then the doctor realises that the, Idris would have a telepathic link back to the TARDIS um, and they do this thing where he goes uh, contact the pretty one because yeah. uh, the TARDIS oh, chooses oh. Rory
1: yes <laughs> it's so,
0: hilarious
1: see it's hilarious. I, I'm not at all sure what happens now when that new console arrives yeah. in that room so House isn't in the console room no he's house, telepathically house, yeah. there
0: yeah house is telepathically in the place where the tardis is matrix or soul is so presumably on a hard drive the new tardis lands uh, and lands on top of the ood, that's causing the ood <laughs> to disintegrate again all off screen yeah because the budgets run out and then idris still has a bit of um uh, regeneration TARDIS energy left, and that allows her to send her mind into the place that houses, and that displaces House and wipes him out. But that does was it? My understanding
1: does it kill him, or just send him back into his universe? Uh, I
0: I thought it killed him, but you might be right. It might have just sent him back to the planetoid. I suppose it depends on whether he was successful and whether they wanted to ever bring him back. The answer God, might not. change. Yeah. <coughs>
1: Um, um, and, th- and we then get then yeah, we,
0: we get a couple of scenes where uh, luckily um, Idris says that when she's back in the TARDIS she'll lose the ability to communicate with the Doctor well that's handy isn't it yeah so and then her body disintegrates for some reason
1: and we're meant to get all tearful yeah. at this moment yeah
0: um, I, I literally was just bored out of my mind by this I, point.
1: I wasn't moved by it in no. the slightest. This old, hello, Doctor, it's so very, very nice to meet you line she does. It's like, Yeah. Meh.
0: I like Sarah James Jones. I usually enjoy... No, she's good.
1: ...stuff she's in. You know, that
0: um, uh, Victorian one she does, Edwardian, with, uh, where she plays the landowner. Mm-hmm. Um, What's it called? Something Jack... I don't. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a good show. Yeah, I, I quite like her as an actress, but again, I think I don't think she's right for this. There's, there's so much emphasis. I think we're meant to have the same reaction as uh, Stephen Moffat and go, "Oh my god, the Tardis can talk!" And that's so rad. Yeah. It's like no, it's not. It's a twelve-year-old probably think that, but no,
1: no, no. I will. I will. And that's it,
0: isn't it? They, oh, we get a, a nonsense nod towards the the arc of the
1: series. Oh, me- mentions of river, yeah.
0: river. The river isn't the only water in the forest. forest,
1: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I've forgotten all about that. We've got a conundrum now because usually with our adversary, we yeah. we discuss the design and the and effectiveness. effectiveness. So, design, but we don't
0: see it. No, we don't see him. So, my. I think we're we're going to have to give it a zero for design.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the asteroid. House yeah. is the asteroid. In which case,
0: yeah, it's, it's it's a planetoid. Yeah. All right, a zero for zero, design. Yeah, I think it's because we can't really do a, a non-applicable, can we? No. If we do, if we give it a zero, then it won't it doesn't affect the score at all does it so that's fine
1: so basically it's all (laughs) it's all all down down to to effectiveness how effective is Um, i
0: i've read i've read reviews where they they say that he's a
1: terrifying
0: adversary i didn't get that
1: are you sure you read the right word because that's not a word i'll use for it no
0: i don't well it's probably the bbc that was saying it this is a terrifying new... Adva- Should we didn't say terrible box.
1: when your glasses yeah, need changing been. or something? Yeah, I might have fell asleep. Um,
0: yeah, he's... Like I say, I love Michael Sheen. I think he's brilliant. Um, but he's really phoning this in.
1: Yeah.
0: Or he's playing it exactly how they asked. I won't necessarily blame him. But there's nothing to this villain. We needed a Stephen Thorne
1: shouty. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? You needed something with umph. Because you can't see him. No he's literally a disembodied voice and you want something slightly more than someone reading an audio book
1: that's exactly what I yeah. was just about to say it does sound like he's yeah. just reading an audio book yeah. yeah
0: I imagine at the end of it he got did the last line he went okay I've got it in my head now should we record it Yeah. and they they gone well that was it
1: <laughs> we've only got enough tape for that
0: he's yeah. like i was just reading it
1: we've run out of money on that yeah. as well yeah. Um, yeah so
0: effectiveness for me it's Martin Sheen, so I can't give it a zero, but it's very poor, so I'm going to give it a one and a half.
1: Oh, I gave it a two. Yeah. All right, so one and a half, so that's 1.75. That's right, that's, isn't it? That is, yes. Halfway yeah. between the two.
0: Yeah, the zero doesn't No. alter anything. Uh, yeah, so halfway between the two.
1: Well, that's a caravan where this disembodied... Soothing voice yeah. can soothe uh, the CGI werewolf. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Sontaran Store. Oh, I yeah. think that's Derek Deadman. I think so, yes. Yeah. Store. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, actually, that's, that's relevant then because that yeah. was a chase through the TARDIS, yep. wasn't it? Yeah. He
0: can go, My chase was better than your yeah.
1: chase. And then the magma creature. Magma the magma Peter magma Davison magma creature. magma creature. Oh,
0: right, the big dragon. Yeah. Puff the Magic Dragon. Yeah.
1: yeah. And time zombies. Who are time? Who are the time zombies? Oh, was that? Were the, they the um, ones on the train? What's it the, on the Orient Express thing? No, that there? was a mummy, wasn't it? That was a, a mummy, mummy one, wasn't it? Yeah. What are the time? Oh, zombies? Oh, were they
0: the ones? Were they the um, inside the Tardis ones? You know the black. Oh
1: yes, you're right. The yeah, th- just with the glowing them? eyes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and that. So that's another, another st-
1: story inside it, the Tardis. It, yeah.
0: So there's never been any story set inside the TARDIS like this before. Even though we've got a caravan full of
1: them, and our house and is sharing you, a caravan with two yeah, of them,
0: it shows you that stories set on the TARDIS not that interesting.
1: No, no, it's not it's that just good. Steer clear. Yeah. All right, and with that, that is it. We are yeah, done.
0: I apologise. I thought it was going to be a good one, but
1: for some reason, I remembered it as, as I'm watching yeah, it. Weird, I that. could remember it, and it's like, but I only watched it the once. Unless it's déjà vu or something. Maybe, maybe. Could be. All right. Well, that's that then.
0: Yes. Goodbye, doctor's wife. He's had a divorce.
1: Yes. Yes. Now I've got to choose the next one, haven't I? You have. Yeah. You've got uh, uh, Malcolm Tucker. to Malcolm to Tucker. Choose. Yeah. Peter, uh, Peter Capaldi. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I thought that was rhyming slang for something. Oh, or right. Ever.
0: Well, you could. It could be. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I I, still haven't made my mind up, I'm just scrolling right. down, I've, oh, wow. I've got this website, which is all this about... This is a last minute
0: decision then.
1: Yeah, everything's been a bit rushed this week, hasn't yeah. it, you know, I mean, yeah. I only watched this story, what, two hours ago, so... Yeah. Well, this is so our third consecutive
0: day of recording, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, 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 so let's have a look, I'm just looking, oh yeah, there, there's that thing from Mummy on the Orient, oh yeah, it was called Mummy on the Orient, it's funny, there's something here that looks vaguely interesting. Can, can I nominate that? Um, it's something, it something bodes well. <laughs>
0: looks it looks. Interesting.
1: It looks like an alien that's got a scrotum for a face. What? Yes. Ball face. Ball face. <laughs> okay. Billy McBallface. Billy Ballface. What's what? Okay, you're gonna have to give me more than that, right? Do you want to type this in? What, Billy right. face? No, <laughs> I'll get that. <there. laughs> <No. laughs> type, type this into Google search, right? Okay, Yep. K-A-N... Right? Yeah. T-R-O... Yeah. F-A-R-R-I. 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 Yes. So it's Cantrofari. Cantrofari. Oh, I, God. I'd, what are these from? It's a story called Last Christmas...
0: Oh, we watched that, didn't we? No, we didn't. Yeah, that's the um, that's the Santa Claus one.
1: But what's that then? That's the face hugger. Oh, ah, that's a face ah, that's yeah. a face hugger on somebody's face. Yes, it just in on this little image, it looks like a bollock. Ah, right.
0: Well, yeah, it was bollocks if I remember rightly. But all right, what yes, about? Yes, we've done them. Yeah.
1: I'm scrolling down a little bit. I more. never
0: knew they were called Cantrafari. I didn't pick that up from the episode no. at all. No.
1: What about uh, Leoninians? <laughs> Because they look rubbish. They sound cat-like, Leonine. Yeah, they do look cat-like. Leo, and then N I A N S, Leonians. Leonians. It's from a story called "The Woman Who Lived." The Woman Who Lived. Oh, it's I the got... sequel. We yeah, did the girl a... who died, the one before. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Yeah. So this is um, this is Arya Stark is back.
1: Yes. Yeah. You did say she comes back. Yeah, later on, but we haven't talked about that. I don't remember there being um,
0: being uh, lion-like creatures in it. Oh, give yeah, give it a go. The woman okay, who so lived. yeah, the woman who lived. Um, she becomes some sort of uh, some sort of um, highway person, doesn't she?
1: Ashilda,
0: that was her name.
1: If you say so. Yeah. <laughs> because. Yeah. I don't I can't remember. Did I I don't even remember if I watched the girl who died, but now we're gonna watch the woman who lived. Yeah.
0: Well we don't we covered the girl who died, didn't we? It was those Viking Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and those uh, big clunky washing machine things, yeah. Yeah. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 The Maya they were called.
0: Do you know what we would probably wouldn't be doing? If we were talking about classic who, we wouldn't be this confused and f- not knowing what the We are. would be able
1: to remember yeah. off the top of our head, you know. If someone
0: said to you uh, the potato head—you he know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, we're going. Well, he's got a bit of a cat face. He, he's got a crown. I don't know who he is. Um,
1: yeah, he looks like this. Leoninians. He looks like a lion version of old um, Gola from Blake Seven.
0: Yes, he does. Yeah,
1: you know, uh,
0: he's got vaguely cheap. I don't remember him at
1: all. I don't remember him at all. So this will be interesting. And I don't know anything about the uh, the, the highway robber no. aspect. Would you like to hear my highway robber joke? Oh, go on! Is this going to be a dad joke? I, yes, but it might right. be the most entertaining thing tonight. Okay, yeah. What What did 18th-century highwaymen use to clean their paintbrushes? 18th-century highwaymen to clean their paintbrushes. Go on. Dick turpentine. Oh God! Boom. <laughs> <laughs> More entertaining than anything
0: Neil Gaiman wrote. I mean, yeah. what
1: is the chances of that? Dick Turpentine. Dick Turpentine. That's a cracker joke. That is That's a cracker. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. Sorry, I had to. I had to get that out. Yeah.
0: Well, at least we finished on a high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: My, my wife wouldn't agree with me, but no. uh, yeah.
0: All right. So yeah, we didn't gonna... have to sit through this episode. <laughs> So, yeah, The Woman Who Lived. The Woman Who Lived. See if it's better than The Woman Who Died. Did we enjoy that one? I think we did, didn't we? We thought it was all right. Clunky
1: monster things. We'll we'll have to find out what caravan the Maya is in and see if the Leoninians... um, Yeah, whether they stack up better. There's not a good track record of um, human-like animal people in Doctor Who. No, definitely not. They don't seem to be able to do it. No. Also,
0: there's not a good track record for part twos being any good, is there, in a two-parter?
1: Well, here we go. Let's find yeah, out if part out. two is number twos or not. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we've got to have something good. We've had a bit of a rough ride this uh, New Who section, haven't we?
1: Yes, yeah. Now, uh, will will Peter Capaldi pull us out of it? See if he can do it. Yeah. See if he can do it. All right, let's find out in a week. Nice one. All right. Cheers, Ian. Thanks, Cheers, man. listener. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.